if you've judged yourself, I can't do this, Mm -hmm. you're no longer open. I don't like those types of people. You're no longer open. And so you will probably find that people that are really judgy and they rest on their judgments probably limit themselves in life. They Mm. never have access to their full potential because they practice judging all the time. They judge people, they judge their circumstances, they judge everything about it instead of saying, curiosity will carry you. Mm. Curiosity will give you a lot more access than anything else. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey friends, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle. And I'm Eddie. And this is episode number 29. Today, I would like to talk about being judgmental. (laughs) But you're judging ass. Yeah. So (laughs) I think today's title is Stop Being So Damn Judgmental. Oh my God. With your judging ass. With your judging ass. (laughs) And how your opinions of others are probably blocking you from blessings. Yeah. And how judgments can narrow your world completely. Completely. And you can be missing out on some very interesting and fantastic people. Right. Uh, But before we get into that. Well, wait a second. The reason why we're talking about this (laughs) is because yesterday was my brother-in-law, Tony Ungaitafa. Shout out to you. We love you so much. It was his birthday. Happy birthday. And let's start there just really quick. So I wrote this post about Tony. So let me paint a picture for you guys. When my sister was 14, my little sister We lived in Carson, grew up in the hood a little bit, and she starts liking this little thug gangster from down the street, Tony, Tone. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh And it's like, "Mm, okay, I'm going to let you outgrow this. (laughs) And the thing is, she never outgrew him. Like, they kept at it. You know, there was obviously ups and downs, but shout out to Jess and Tone because they proved everyone wrong. And I got to tell you- my little thug gangster brother-in-law <laughs> is now one of the best fathers, most stand-up men, and I just completely adore him. So happy that he's a part of our life. He has brought so much laughter yeah. and great joy, and he's given me the best gift, which is my nephew, Logan. And yeah, so and that is a great place to start off with judgment, right? Absolutely. Whether you're listening and you're older and you've got a daughter that's bringing home some thug gangster- Like, that's judgment. So today we're going to be talking about your point system, (laughs) because I believe that being judgy is a natural human behavior, but how your point system is set up, because everybody has an internal point system, right? So we've talked about, like, the fuck bucks. You wake up every day, you only have a certain amount of fuck bucks, and how you choose to spend them is on you. I believe that your judgment system is like a point system, too. So if you were to listen to this, and let's say that you operate on a one through 10 point system with your judgments. And you're like, "Mm, I'm gonna give this person more points because I feel like they are reputable. I feel like they're professional. I feel like they're a good stand-up citizen in the country. I feel like, you know, whatever the case may be, I think that that point system 
comes from the fact that you're trying to test the waters to see what you can gain from that person possibly, Mm -hmm. what they can add as far as value to your life. And I'd like to use this episode to maybe reframe that your point system might be jacked up. Absolutely. And you might be, what if you're supposed to give out points based on how you can serve others versus how they can serve you? So we've got so much to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, and we talked about this before, um, or we've mentioned it before in our live events, that like frustration and then also judgment is the antidote is curiosity, Mm -hmm. right? And if you can move to a place of being curious about people and finding out, because going back to Tony, he has the biggest, largest, gigantic Kindest heart. Kindest hearts on the planet. The I mean, most loyal you, person on the if planet. If you tell Tony a story, he will start crying if yeah, it touches his heart. Absolutely. You guys, we took Tony to the Soul Cycle for Eddie's birthday, and we had a really great <laughs> instructor. And if you've ever been to Soul Cycle, it's like Peloton. Now we're on the Peloton train, yeah. but these instructors are world class. They're yeah. like a combination of therapists, motivational speakers, personal trainer, yeah. everything. And so it's life changing. So yeah. we're there, we're in this hard ass soul cycle class and it's Tony's first time. It's hard. We're sweating our faces off. And the instructor was amazing that day. Yeah. We get to like the end of the ride and she says, I want you to close your eyes. And we're climbing this hard ass hill, standing up. She said, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about the people that are most important to you. They're at the top of this mountain and we got to get to them. And they're counting on you and all of your love and energy has to push you through. And she was really motivating, right? And all I know is she said, and go. And we were supposed to like sprint up this really hard hill on the bike, on this stationary bike, by the way, to get to our family and loved ones. And my brother-in-law, Tony goes, <laughs> and lets out this scream, starts pedaling his ass off and starts crying. Yeah. And it was so transformational for him. And it brought me so much joy to watch. Like, that's the kind of heart yeah, that Tony has. Absolutely. I'm sure he's listening to this right now crying, <laughs> but he's not a softy, like, no, punk. no. He'll but probably think, beat your ass. But, but if the, the also, he's the a th- great guy. The thing you have to remember is. What led him to a place where he was younger and he was with a certain group well, is the same reason why he's such a great guy now. Like right. there are certain things that your judgment won't allow you to see. And it is those attributes that lead people into the best direction for them or to the down the wrong path. And it's his loyalty. It's his commitment to friendship. It's his commitment to family that had him in a situation where he was hanging with the wrong people. Yeah. But it's also what makes him so amazing now. And so I think... As we go through this episode, I think we have to like investigate that. You know, when you get curious, you find out like these amazing things about people, but you also find out why they are in the best situation possible for themselves or maybe why they may be struggling. But before we do. Well, can I just one quick thing on that? So like I wrote this post about judgment because we recently came back from my nephew's funeral Mm -hmm. and people are judgy around things like that. Like, you know, was this a crime based off of gang violence? It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, our family is grieving the loss of a loved one. right? Right. And so I think that judgment just doesn't serve people, but it is a basic human trait. And so that's kind of what we're going to talk about today. But if you're judging someone else's life, it's a reflection of your character. And I think that if you put people in a box and a label is put on them based on who they were, 
like in Tony's situation, if we looked at Tony and treated him based on who he was, we would be robbed of this amazing experience, right? Absolutely. And so I think it's really important. I hear people say like, oh, well, you know her. Or people do it to themselves. You know me. Mm-hmm. I don't do that kind of like you're judging yourself based on your current circumstance. Yeah. So I also want you, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, I'm not judgy, you might be judging yourself, giving yourself these labels that are based on decisions or past histories or things that you've done in the past. And now you can't see a better version of yourself because you're judging yourself. Absolutely. Whole nother topic. But anyways, (laughs) before we get into this, I think you're waiting to talk about the what in the world. Yes. What in the world? You need a jingle or something. (laughs) Jesus. Somebody hit a button so that we can get some music. Can I just tell you? Okay. So we signed up for- I want to say it. Ancestry.com is ruining our life right now. I'm just going to tell you right now, Ancestry.com's got us messed up in the Copeland household. Absolutely. But what in the world's wrong with these parents? I mean, these parents, (laughs) they tell you that you are all these things. Shoshone Indian. You're Indian. They tell you that you got this First of all, all black folks are told that they got Indian in them. And when when they do Ancestry.com, is no lie. Yeah. It's going to obliterate that whole notion. I did it, and I was no I Indian. lived my entire life thinking that oh my god I got Native American. That's why they you knew think the you tribe have good name. Hair. They, yeah, <laughs> they, oh that's why I have a red undertone. <laughs> Stupid shit like that, right? <laughs> and you start going, yeah, that's why right here on the side of my head I have really good hair. Oh, right? stupid! <laughs> but then you do, and you go, damn, I'm not even one percent. Right. Right? Right. And then you look at all the other percentages and you go, where did that come from? Where did 20% British come from? Where did, you know, all these- Turns out Eddie's Nigerian and white, (laughs) y'all, not uh, Indian. And we talked in a couple of episodes back about how certain races, like they like to stay together, right? Filipinos are one of those races. Yeah. So we got into an Uber in San Diego, speaking of judgment, (laughs) this punk ass Uber driver. We get in, he's Filipino. I was like, oh, I'm Filipino too. He looks in his rear view mirror at me and he goes, no, you ain't. (laughs) I'll never forget. That was so offensive. And I was like, uh, yes, I am. How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to tell me what I am? So I want you to know that on my ancestry Com. I am 36% Filipino MF. That's you. Should I send it to him yeah. or what? Instead of a tip? You know what? I'm just going to keep it as an app ready to go. It my challenges, my ethnicity. And I'm just going to like, here you go. And so, uh, so what in the world is wrong with these parents not knowing? And I know they didn't have the technology to yeah. know. But they just carry these little bitty, like, well, crazy they're rumors. rumors. Like, your mama told you something that yeah. her mama told her. And then everyone's just like, Passing down all these rumors of what you are, and it's not even true. Yeah, and then you show them the data, and I go, "No, that's not right." Yeah. <laughs> what? Oh, the DNA's lying. <laughs> that, it's that lying. can't be right because we had so and so. They were our cousin. They had hair to the ground. Right. <laughs> what does okay. that even mean? <laughs> well, uh, this is what it is, Mom. So, <laughs> so that was our what in the world. Poor judgment on uh, ethnicity. <laughs> Jesus. Do you know how many people are going to be like up Shit's Creek right now? Like all these people that used to 
do all this like rumor spreading mm-hmm. and or, you know, went outside of their marriage, mm-hmm. had some kids, didn't think anybody was going to know. I think Ancestry.com is like ruining some lives right now. Uh, well, you know, that's how it's going to be sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Things will come to the light. Absolutely. So, all right. I think where I want to start this judgment episode, I recently was traveling for the funeral. Actually, yeah. I was on a flight to go to Sacramento, just a quick flight from L.A. And it's a 45-minute flight. Remember back in the day, I remember my grandmother is always talking about when you flew, you put on your Sunday's best, you had on gloves and a skirt and nylons mm-hmm. and a hat, and it was like a thing. Well, people just fly however which way they yeah, want that now. that would be uncomfortable. I know, right? <laughs> I think that you could meet people on airplanes that could really just change your whole perspective on life. Or you could sit by someone for three hours and they talk nonstop because you open up the can of worms True. and you go, how do I get this to stop? So we're going to do an episode on how do I get someone to stop sharing because oh I'm done. Right? I was done after 30 minutes, but you went on for three hours. Oh, my gosh. Continue, please. Sorry. All right. So, you know, you get in line based on your boarding pass number or whatever. And I noticed this guy in line. He's younger. So I'm, I'm calling him a kid, which makes me sound old because he's in his 20s. But- Notice this kid. I want to say that he's got on some like red shoes. I might be making that up, but in my mind, he had on red shoes, some really baggy jeans or jean shorts or some oversized shirt, you know, maybe a hat. Just, you know, typical kind of young, I don't want to say thug, but he was a person of color. Urban. Lighter. Yeah. Urban. Uh, there you go. Right. Yeah. So um, and he's anymore. like going through his phone. <laughs> yeah. Listening to music so loud that I could hear it from his AirPods. <laughs> that like to me, that drives me kind of nuts because I like my personal silent space. Right. Yeah. So painting this picture to let you know, like to ask you, how would you be based on who you are, what your beliefs are, what kind of people you hang out with? How would you feel? you know, if you got sat next to this person. So that's what happened. We boarded Mm -hmm. the plane separately. I like to go in the back of the plane because there's more space back there. So I go all the way to the very end and here's this kid in the back. And so I sit next to him. He's against the window. There's a seat in between us. And I say, hi, he kind of like gives me like a, like a little peace sign. Hi, whatever. And he's got on his headphones and I can hear them. And I'm like, okay, Lucky for me, I travel with earplugs. So, you know, I I don't have to hear your personal music, right? And I'm not saying I was rude, he was rude, like nothing like this. And I'm not, like, you'll understand, we are the least judgmental people you will ever meet in your life because our family comes from this. Like, our family is so mixed and diverse. Our just immediate family is so many different races. Like when it comes to culture, like we literally see no color lines, like nothing, right? So we could be around the most gangster thugs, not be like affected by that. And we can be around CNN reporters, which we'll talk about in a second and not be affected by that either. Mm -hmm. So anyways, I sit next to him and I hadn't eaten because we're doing intermittent fasting. And then in the airport, you know, things are kind of limited. So I got a cheese plate. I got some hummus and some pretzels. I've got some fruit, whatever. So I set it up and I'm eating and I feel like, God, I'm being kind of selfish. I should share. (laughs) That's the empath in me, right? So I'm eating, whatever. And then, you know, because I'm not really eating that much during the morning hours, I'm full. So I sit there, I'm on my laptop now. We're kind of into the flight. Oh, wait, back up. We took off and it was the day that it was really, really windy. And when we took off, it was crazy. I've never been on a flight where I've been kind of slightly frightened. Yeah. 
because I just feel like if God didn't want me to get there, then hopefully I die quickly, whatever. I'm not caring too much about that. I know some people are really afraid to fly, not me. We take off and it was the bumpiest takeoff I've ever, I I literally at one point was in the back. We were watching everyone's head sway back and forth. Certain points, people were jumping out of their seats. I think it was more dramatic. Yeah, exactly. They were doing that on the plane. I think it was more dramatic because I was in the back and I could see it. Yeah. Versus if I was in the middle, it'd be like, I'm just in it. Right. So I'm painting this picture. He turns to me and he goes, dang. And I was like, holy shit. Like, this is, you know, like, this is kind of a lot. So then we kind of, you know, it was just a quick interaction. We go back. Now we're kind of smooth sailing. I've got my laptop. I'm doing some work. And he's just watching outside, doing whatever he's doing. And then so I kind of like put my food over on the counter. Like we were sharing a, you know, this, the middle seat, the tray that folds yeah. down. So I kind of push my food over, make eye contact with him. I'm like, would you like some? And he takes out his headphone, one of his AirPods. And he says, are you sure? And I said, yeah, I'm full. Go ahead. And he goes, okay. So we start sharing, right? Yeah. And then I said, here, do you want some of this? And he goes, what's that? I said, it's hummus. And he goes, what's hummus? So I was like, bro, you don't know what hummus is? So I tell him, you know, oh, it's yeah. chickpeas. He's like, oh, I'm cool. I'm like, no, try it. So I'm like helping him experience. We start talking about Mediterranean food, whatever. So he winds up, you know, we, we're in conversation. This is what winds up happening. I say, uh, by the way, I'm on a flight to go to a funeral that was just potentially caused by my nephew being involved in the wrong environment, whatever. Proud, yeah. Yeah. It, it was a killing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, so I asked this kid like, you know, Oh, well, what are you going? Are you going to visit people in SAC? And he goes, no, I'm going to work. And I said, Oh, what do you do? And he said, I'm a project manager. I work for Amazon and I build and set up their warehouses. And I was like, Oh, wow, that's amazing. I didn't really think that's a pretty great job. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, it pays really well, but the trade-off is that I have to be away from my family. And I said, oh, do you have kids? And he said, yeah, I have a son. He shows me this picture of this beautiful kid. And then he's like, you know, this is my girl. And we start talking about how it's kind of difficult when you're younger to um, have trust. I guess he is home for a week. He's, you know, the greatest father and boyfriend that he could be. And then he's got to go away to build Amazon warehouses for an entire month. Mm. And so he was talking about how trust is kind of difficult. And I said, oh, well, you know, I have a podcast and we did an episode on tips that could help you in relationships. And he goes, oh, wow. Okay. I'd like to listen to that. Long story short, you guys, we have a about 30 minutes to kind of chat because we're halfway through the flight. And he was so smart and really trying to do the best that he could for his family. He said he was really good with money. He was really interested in kind of growing their wealth while he was young early 20s, maybe 24 years old. Um, finally, we you know exchanged names. I said, what's your name? I want to say he said that his name was Justin Ryan. He introduces himself, first and last name, puts his hand out to shake me. And I just have to tell you, my whole perspective was shifted by the time we got off of the plane. We wound up exchanging information. So shout out to you if you're listening. I think your last name is Ryan. <laughs> And I just thought it was really great. So what I walked away with was thinking, I wonder how many people on this plane, if they would have sat next to him, would have started a conversation and walked away with everything he blessed me with. Yeah, He blessed me with the thought that, wow, this young guy is really providing for his family. He blessed me with the thought of, wow, he really cares about his relationship to where he's willing to invest time to listen to a podcast and get better at you know, being a partner. Wow, I gave him 
uh, I prescribed a book to him because he was talking about finances. He was so thankful. Yeah. And then I told him, if you listen to this book and you know you think it's whack, just know it's not me that's the problem. It's you. <laughs> that means you're not ready. Right. And he goes, that was really good. Yeah. He goes, but you know what? I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm going to get something from it. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I would have missed out on the blessing of watching a young person create his life mm-hmm. and be excited about life. And we shared some Gary Vaynerchuk quotes, and it was just a really beautiful interaction. So I wanted to say thank you, but I wanted to start off this podcast kind of with that story to ask you, are you talking to people that don't look like you? Are you trying to seek to understand? Are you trying to see what information they can provide that might reshape your perspective or your thoughts or your beliefs? And I think that's so important. Yeah, and I think it's important because like, and let's just, if we look at the anatomy of judgment, right? Mm -hmm. The anatomy of judgment is that we use it to help consolidate the world. So we marginalize things so that we can accept it instead of it being this big, overwhelming thing that we know nothing about, which is actually compartmentalizing, right? We try to compartmentalize people and we try to marginalize, for example, you can familiarity too. Yeah. And we want it, we want things to fit in the world that we see and the perspective that we see. And so we use judgment to do that not knowing and not understanding how narrow that makes things, right. right? And so you don't interact with people like that because you see this young person, you see that how they're dressed, you see how they walk, you see how they talk, and you think, I figured them out. Right. I know who they are, and that's not who I want to talk to. And I want to be clear, he didn't have like cornrows, right. he wasn't saying, all tatted up, right? But even if he but was- even if I was the one that was tatted up, you couldn't right. see my arms, but I was the one that was tatted up. So I want you to be very clear on what picture we're painting here is that Eddie and I have things that we get judged on all the time. Do we? Oh uh, my God, no, we don't. I'm um, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you're a leader for a large corporation. <laughs> yeah. People look at your tattoos, especially if they're older and they're like, oh, this guy's a thug. What are these prison tattoos? <laughs> you know, <laughs> but all the- you need is teardrops coming from your eyes. <laughs> but that's that's a stereotype, yeah. right? Yeah, and the sad thing is, is that you have the wherewithal to say, okay, I can feel myself. And I'm not saying in this situation, but we have had many situations where we have really checked ourselves and saying, oh, wow, I think we're judging right now. Are we looking at this wrong? Could we be looking at this the wrong way? So that's curiosity. And then then we start to the process of saying, okay, we need to find out more about this. Right. Because obviously we haven't figured out the world. We don't know everyone and we don't want to miss out on on special moments because of the fact that we went with our first judgment that was wrong. Because all judgment in a sense is wrong because you're assuming, you're generalizing, right? You're thinking, because I've interacted with these types of people in the past or these types of situations, I think I know this one. Right. So just kind of ask yourself, like, as you're walking about your life, you go to the grocery store, you go to the gas station, you go to the car wash, do you sit next to people that look like you? Do you feel comfortable choosing a seat on a plane next to people who look like they might be like you, Right. Right. And I feel like that's the part that we want you to call yourself out on, which is like you're compartmentalizing the world in familiarity. I'm thinking of a waffle. Mm -hmm. Like you're in a waffle square. This is the kind of waffle you are. This is the kind of syrup you like. I'm going to only put another person next to my waffle square that looks and feels (laughs) and sounds and tastes like me, Right. right? And that's what I think could be robbing you from this large world perspective of everything that everyone's going through and having some empathy or understanding for things that are 
completely opposite of who you might be. That's so hard for people. Right. Because people want to surround themselves with other people that are like them. Because it's easier. You don't have to accept ideas that are not the same. I don't have to get to understand you. Uh Uh-huh. Like they don't want to have to put in the work of understanding you. Right. And so I think that like, for example, like there, I remember when I was working in the fitness business and this guy would come. (laughs) This is a situation where I was making a judgment call. Like I thought I figured this guy out. I thought I knew. So this guy comes in. He's kind of a, you know, interesting looking guy, nerdy guy. He was tall, kind of skinny. used to wear these high shorts. And it just kind of, the way he carried himself, I was just like, uh, it doesn't really fit who, what he looks like. Right. He, had, he had more Hold confidence. On. Can I pause you with yeah. your judging ass? <laughs> the reason I talked about my brother-in-law, Tony, in the beginning was because yesterday I called him to say happy birthday. And he said, sis, you know what? You know why I think your podcast is helping so many people is because you guys talk about things that like out you. Like mm-hmm. you're making yourself like, oh shit, I can't believe they shared that. So you're sharing right now that you're yeah. you're being judgy at this <laughs> point, judgy. right? And Tony just gave me that perspective. And I was like, you know what? People want to hear that. They want to hear that you're human. They want to hear that you have flaws in your character too. So that's kind of the point of how this episode was inspired. Yeah. So that's why I talked about Tony. Okay, back to your judging ass. <laughs> Yeah, so this guy comes in, and I'm thinking to myself, wow. So what does he look like again? Like, he's, paint he's, a picture. He's, he's, he's lost hair. Like, he's only got, you know, when they have the ring around. Are you going to say his name? I think his name is Guillermo. Okay. Right? I don't know why I remember his name, but I remember his name. Probably because I got him all wrong. Oh, right. And so he's, like, lost hair. You could tell he's a little older. And he just had more confidence than he should have. Oh. <laughs> right? It's just like, okay. But he was Hispanic. He was a Hispanic he... guy. And so the way he was carrying himself, I was just like, okay, yeah, you're kind of a, you know, so not he, arrogant, right. but very confident. You're like too much. And I was like, so he wait, paint a picture though. He's coming into he's com- he's 24 coming hour in, he's fitness. Coming in, yeah, 24 Where hour do you fitness. see him? How do you interact he, with him? I I help him out. You know, he gets started the with the gym, mm-hmm. and so he's just like, yeah, I want to get started. Just whatever it is. Just if sign you me guys up. could see Eddie's hands, <laughs> yes. they're all over the place. So, he's like busy. So he's just a lot. He's just a lot, saying. right? Okay. And so it gets started, and so. He becomes a member. He comes in all the time to come and play basketball. Your hands are still all over. Yeah, I know. He comes to play bas- basketball all the time. And he, the, he would always like, when he go into the, goes into the basketball court, he's always like starting the team. Hey, you want to play? Hey, oh, you want to play? Pointing you, at people. Pointing okay, play. Uh-huh. So taking the lead, okay. right? And just Is like, he short? I felt like he's, he's tall. Short. Oh, okay. He's tall. So he's probably I, six I one. was picturing like a short No, he was six one. Guy. Yeah, he was a taller guy. Okay. So... But like, older, just a little too yeah, much. Yeah, a little, a little too much. So as the, kind of the months go by, and that was the beauty about being in fitness is that you got to know people over a long time. Mm-hmm. And then he would come in all of a sudden and he brought this like younger lady. And I was like, oh, wow, this is an attractive young lady. You said she was a hot she chick, was a young hot girlfriend. Chick, young girlfriend. <laughs> and I was like. You were like, how'd you get I her? I was like. What is happening here, right? <laughs> so you're just judging everything, right. right? I'm just like, what is happening here? You do She's that like, all the time. Not you, but people. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what is happening here? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that doesn't even work. Okay. She looks like she's probably She's half way his out age. of his league. Yeah. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Okay. So <laughs> long story short, I get to like talk to him. I'm like, hey, so, you know, what do you do? He goes, oh, yeah, you know, um, I have, I'm a business owner and he's just telling me all these stories about like how he's grown his business, how his business does well. And then he wasn't bragging, but he was just like, yeah, you know, um, talking about some of the things that he's done and mm-hmm. he, he, where he's all his experiences and travels. And so I'm like, wow, this guy's got money. 
So like, he turns out to be a so, gazillionaire. So it turns out he's a gazillionaire, <laughs> right? Has a gigantic house in the hills. Uh, and yes, he has all a, of the things all you're the- striving for. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and like I'm like, oh, that's where the confidence comes from. Mm-hmm. That's where the leadership comes from. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know it then because I don't think I was very enlightened about the situation. Right. But I didn't rest on my judgment. I didn't think, oh, I know who this person is. He's a nerdy guy and he's kind of cocky. He shouldn't yeah. be, right? I started asking questions and I started to get to know him a little bit. And I found out, okay, all these attributes that I was open enough to see, mm-hmm. they led to the fact that he is leading his organization. Mm-hmm. He was a CEO of his company. Mm-hmm. And obviously that has attraction power. So he mm-hmm. was able to, to attract yeah. because men are very different than women, right? Yeah. Women are all, not always attracted by looks. Men mostly are. Yeah, we like power, and humor. Power, humor. And so like you see someone that has- Experience. The, yeah, he's walking in the gym. He's not very good at basketball, but he's like, you want to play? You want to play? You want to get my team? All right, I'm picking the teams. I'm making teams. Why do women do that? We're like, oh, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes out there and he's like- uh, he's You're very- standing there hot as hell with all your muscles yeah. and you're just standing there. People are like, oh, I don't pick him. I pick him. Yeah, it's right. like, oh my God. But- that's what the, the right. you know what judgment does, and so I you know I, I say that to say how wrong I was mm-hmm. and how I didn't understand. But it, let's just say I rested on my judgment and I just kind of let like didn't talk to him. I thought I figured yeah. him out, and I didn't learn about some of his life. And you know I talked Dang. to him, and he he happens to be known in his industry across mm-hmm. the board, and, right. and like friends of ours knew who who he was because they're in a similar industry. Wow! And so. It's a powerful thing when you like get to know people and you get to understand who they are. You would have missed out on that. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think we're just sharing judgments today, right? So <laughs> there's a, a woman that works at your, she works with you. Yeah. And we were on a road trip the other day. So Eddie keeps telling me about this woman who works with him. She's a young girl. Like how old would you say she is? Not 30, like no. 20, early 20s, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's call her 25, right? Yeah. And I don't really know what she looks like, but Eddie keeps talking about her. He keeps playing this music in his car. And every time I get in, it like has a good beat, but it's not familiar. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, this is one of my employees. You know, her name is Samir. So shout out to Samir. And I was like, wait, she works at your company? Like, this is weird. She's really talented. So I go to her Instagram and I, I mean, what? let me find her Instagram so I can tell you guys to follow her. She's got over 100,000 followers. Yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, right? <laughs> so I follow her. She's got a girlfriend. She's got a shaved head. She like doesn't look like who you think you're picturing in, right. when you're listening to the music, right? Right. So I scroll through her feed real quick and I'm like, oh, wow. Like, it's just interesting to me. So yeah. I think we approach life from a, a place of curiosity, yeah. not a place of familiarity, right? right so right. we probably on the exterior don't look like we have a lot in common, but it turns out she's a huge listener of our podcast. Right. It turns out She's going through things in life that she's finding, you know, that are helping her from our podcast. And obviously we're going through those same things too. So the commonalities start to- She's into personal development and growth and is looking for- She's like our soul sister, right? Next thing that she's trying to work on. And I think that what's so powerful is that 
she works in a basic common job that mm-hmm. I would say, and she has extraordinary abilities. And and I she think she has an extraordinary life outside of her <laughs> common ass job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. which I think is great. So think of all the people that may interact with her at this biz place of business, and just kind of like write her off, like, oh yeah, she kind of gave good service, or maybe she yeah. did whatever the case may be. It was like a whatever interaction on a Tuesday. But this woman's creating this empire. She's like probably going to be heard on the radio at some point soon, could be receiving the next Grammy. Like you just don't know. Absolutely. So anyways, I saw her yesterday because I went to have lunch with you. It was my first time meeting her. She knows me from the podcast only. I know her only from listening to her music in the car and, you know, recently started following her on Instagram. I got to tell you, she came up to me and gave me one of the best hugs I've ever had in my life. (laughs) I was like, wow, that was like powerful. Like she just gave me a really great hug. And I was like, I want to be her best friend. (laughs) So we set up a date for coffee. We're going to like, you know, get together. And I like that's kind of what we're talking to you about today is like, who do you write off? Who do you not pay attention to in your interactions throughout the day? It could be a coworker that you have no clue what their story is. It Absolutely. could be someone you went to school with back in the day and you've put a label on them because they used to be a gossiper in high school. Well, guess what? That girl's running a freaking empire now. <laughs> and you're about to watch her on TV or see her on the cover of Forbes magazine. Right. And I think about that a lot for myself. Like, Sometimes, a lot of times in my life, I have felt like, oh, I'm not the cool kid that's invited into the in crowd, right? And that could have been because of my race, because I'm multicultured. That could have been because of my economic status. It could have been for a lot of different things, things that you create in your head and you start to put these labels on yourself. As I get older and become more wiser, I'm like, if I meet someone and I feel like they don't see my value or they're kind of dismissing me, like I'm not going to sit here and give you my fucking resume. I'm mm-hmm. not going to tell you how right. many followers I have. I'm not going to tell you that I've built this million dollar business. I'm not going to tell you all of this stuff because that is a you problem Yeah. if you are being judgmental or not wanting to let me in. So the perspective that I have chosen to take now in my 40s is very much, oh, bitch, you're missing out, yeah. right? And I think to myself, I'm so sad for you. Like when I feel that you might be kind of resisting what I could bring to the table, this is what I think of. I'm so sad for you because two years from now, when you see me on the cover of Forbes magazine, you're going to be really kicking yourself in the ass that you didn't want to exchange information with me or want to be a part of my network. And I'm sad for you. And that's that's the thing. And I hope you guys catch this because we're doing this episode because when you thinking about judgment, being judgmental and, and holding a judgment or resting on a judgment, you're basically eliminating the access that you can have to someone else's life that can pour into you, that can give you something of value that you can use for your own life. And so I think that's what Janelle's saying in that example. It's like, you know you have something of value that you can share with someone, but when you see someone has already judged you or when they see you, oh, you you know, whether it's a guy and you're a woman and they think, oh, I can't learn from you or whatever the case may be, they are limiting them, their ability to actually have access to some information and value that they didn't have before. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is so powerful when we talk about judgment, because I think that when people who are, are really judgy, like mm-hmm. they, this is all they do. You think about that growth mindset versus a a narrow mindset. A narrow mindset. When you think about a closed mindset yeah. or whatever the case is, stifled. Stifled. Mm-hmm. 
I think that that's where it's rooted from. Because if you've judged yourself, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. You're no longer open. I don't like those types of people. You're no longer open. And so you will probably find that people that are really judgy and they rest on their judgments probably limit themselves in life. And they mm-hmm. never have access to their full potential right. because they practice judging all the time. Yeah. They judge people, they judge their circumstances, they judge everything about it instead of saying, curiosity will carry you. Mm-hmm. Curiosity will give you a lot more access than anything else. Yeah, like we share this um, story or I share this analogy with our students all the time. Like my dream car is like a Range Rover, a big truck Range Rover, right? I want a red one. Yeah. And so if I pull up next to someone, let's say it's like I'm at a red light and some really hot chick that looks super successful with the most amazing hair pulls up in my dream car. I look at her and I'm like, yes, queen. And I want to clap for her Yeah, because I see her and I think to myself like, damn, if it's available to her, it's available for me too. And then I also think, and I'm inspired by what must her life have been What choices must she have made that maybe were different from the choices that I'm making? Did she decide to pursue an education and I didn't? Did she decide to become a doctor and I didn't? Like, what did she choose to reap the benefits of this? And I'm inspired by that and also really curious to see how I can kind of change the trajectory of my life, right? So I think inspiration is really good versus judgment. Absolutely. Most of my friends, I will tell you listening, would pull up and be like, must be nice, bitch. (laughs) Like that's, I think the natural reaction for most women in particular Mm -hmm. is that you want to pull up and you want to feel comfort in, "Mm, she probably was born into money, lucky for her. And that's not usually the truth, right? And I just want to point something out that you just shared right now. I hope you guys caught that. I think what people may struggle with is that they may be judging and they don't know that they're judging. They may be using judgment to kind of guide their life or guide an interaction that they are, they're having with someone and not even realize it. And here's how you know you're being judgmental is if you find you're having an emotional reaction or reaction to someone that you don't know and you don't know what why it is. So for example, you're afraid. Mm-hmm. You see someone walk over to you and you're feeling afraid. You see something someone walk, triggers something you. triggers you. You know you are making a judgment in that time. And I understand that because sometimes you know, you see someone down a dark alley and all of a sudden your intuition tells you, okay, to turn Grab around. Grab your purse right. and run. <laughs> Absolutely. But what we're saying here is that if you find yourself creating a narrative about someone and you think you know their story, I'm saying to you, lean in and start and interact yeah. with that person. And what you'll find many times is that you were dead wrong, mm-hmm. right? Because you've allowed, whether our society, the media, your past to dictate who you think these people are, what you think is going on in these situations. So we're not just talking about judging people. We're talking about judging circumstances and situations as well, because you think that you've been through it before, you've seen it before. Like, I can't stand when someone brings up a good idea and someone says, we've tried that. Yeah. What? Well, that person didn't try it. You tried it it with the wrong people. You didn't (laughs) try it in 2020. Exactly. Right. right. Yeah. So I think we're talking about like reframing your point system. How do you distribute and disperse points? And I really think that you should start to evaluate that. And one thing we've been slightly judgy over, again, when I say that we're judgy, we do it in a way that we're not married to the judgment, though. Right. Like, I can feel, yeah, I can feel that we're judging, not necessarily always in a negative way. It's just kind of, this is how I feel about that. This is my opinion about that. 
But just know that I'm easily swayed. Yeah. Like if you show me different, you show me an alternative, I'm for that too. So I don't rest on whatever my initial judgment is. We're very much, we're really good at that. Right. Would you say? Absolutely. All right. So here's an example. MLMs. So (laughs) Eddie and I have always worked for larger corporations. And then we started and built a business from absolutely nothing. So I feel some type of way about an MLM. I'm just going to tell you because people say, oh, I'm a business owner. Well, are you really? Because it's kind of like a franchise in my opinion, but I'm open and easily swayed. I just, it's not for me. Why do I say that? Well, back in the freaking early 2000s, 20 years ago, if I had a dollar for every person that tried to recruit me into (laughs) Primerica, I'd probably be rich by now, right? (laughs) And it's like, no, I don't want to sell whatever insurance policies or whatever the hell. And I could never wrap my head around like, so you're trying to recruit me to recruit other people. Who the hell actually buys the shit then? If we're just recruiting everyone, who's actually buying it? Where are the customers? And I still kind of don't necessarily understand. However, and you've shared that perspective, right? However, we have several friends and family members that have had and achieved massive success (laughs) in MLMs, right? right? They have built a life. They have built a organization. They have built companies that when you talk to them, it's very, very different. And you can see where, and, and, and I hope you guys caught that because what Janelle is saying is that her past kind of was dictating for both of us. I mean, I've went to Prime America meetings. I went to all these different things. People would flash how much money they're going to make. And, and if you're hearing this and you're a Gen X, you've probably been to some of these mm-hmm. meetings yourself. And so it's very easy for you to kind of have this negative connotation to what you would call a pyramid scheme. But I think what now what we're seeing, especially with friends and family that are involved with this and you interact with them, you talk to them and their intentions are extremely good. They're helping people with either their their fitness or their health or their finances. And then what what they've been able to do is allow other people to kind of build a business on kind of the the structure that's already there that many entrepreneurs don't have. And Mm so a lot of times you can judge it because you can say, well, you're not doing it the way I did it, or Mm -hmm. this is not how you're supposed to do it. And that's where like, we think we know what the world, how Mm -hmm. the world is supposed to operate. And so we think that everyone is supposed to operate that same way. And when they don't, well, we say, uh, see, you're doing it wrong. Well, you start you, to question people's life choices. And then you st- you see success and then you hold on to that, you hold on to that judgment. And then now you're judging their success and right. you're saying it's a scam. That's right. why it's they're a doing pyramid it. scheme. Right? Yeah. And so I, like, I mean, I have friends that were teachers that literally stopped teaching to start selling Primerica. Yeah. Literally, right? And you start off struggling. So I've seen the struggle side of it, but interesting enough. I have an uncle and an aunt, like by marriage, that I guess have been in Primerica since the early 80s, right? So I was visiting a friend in Canada, and we stayed at her father-in-law's house, and apparently he was a big guy, like super high up in Primerica. So I said, oh, I have an aunt and an uncle that are, I guess, you know, they've been in Primerica for a long time. And he goes, who are they? I know everyone. And I was like, oh, it's Gary and Coletta Martin. And he goes, Oh, I've never heard of them. And I said, well, I don't I don't know what to tell you. Maybe they're not famous. <laughs> like, I don't know how this works, you know? Yeah. So he goes and gets his laptop. He like searches them, I guess, in their like hierarchy thing. And he goes, your aunt and uncle are Gary and Coletta Martin. And I go, yeah. He goes, they're a really big deal in the company. They've been in this since the 80s. Like they're 
top earners, this and that. And I was like, he was like fanboying out. <laughs> I, I had no idea. Yeah. I know they live a great life. I know that they've been very successful, but I didn't know that they were earning millions and millions of dollars from this. Maybe I should have listened to them 20 years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's an example. We also have another friend, Jamil Frazier, yeah. right? He's more into the like health coach side of things. Like you guys have may have heard of like Metafast back mm -hmm. in the day. It was like, okay, yeah, you know, we'll buy your diet plan stuff. And then we get recruited, not like in a slimy way, but right. he has a whole team. And we were like, ah, it's not really for us. Yeah. Well, Jamil just bought a multi-million dollar house, <laughs> is publishing books and shit. So shout out to Jamil. Yeah, absolutely. I want you to know that it wasn't necessarily that we were like, oh, that's stupid. You shouldn't do that. We were just like, it wasn't for us. Absolutely. Right. So then we have some more friends. Actually, Chris and Vecina Hart used to work for me at Circuit City when I was their boss. They were both 17 years old. We've watched them grow. They're in their 30s now. We were in their wedding. They are family. They're like our little brother and sister. We love our nieces and nephews that we have from them. And they got into that. So Chris left his really high-paying job at Apple to go yeah. work for an MLM or start his business. And I'm right. sorry, I'm screwing up the language. But <laughs> And we were like, ooh, those are good benefits. You know, those people that yeah. were like, just we just care about your success, that's all. And, you know, he did a presentation for us and we were like, ah, it's not really our thing, but good luck. Yeah, they're doing really, really well. And yeah. so it was recently that we like looked at each other and we're sitting here cheering all of our friends on and just watching them accomplish these amazing things because that's just what we want to do. Yeah. And we literally were like, are we looking at this wrong? And I think that that is, yeah. And we do that all the time. Yeah. Like you guys don't understand. We do that all the time. We we share a, a like much the of the same question. mind of, yep. around things. And we will look at each other and go, I think I'm looking at this wrong. Do you yeah. think I'm looking at this wrong? Yeah. And I think this is wrong. Okay. And then we will say, we'll I say to help say, me understand this. We, yeah, we were recently somewhere where I was like, I think we're judging too much and it's, and it's distracting us to, from really understanding what is really happening. Right. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. and so I, we're pleading for you to do that yes. because we have so many friends and family now that are seeing tremendous success in things that we had previously judged before yes. and then and didn't look at it with the probably the most open uh, mind and, and eyes. I think we wrote it, up. we were open to do whatever you want to do, but it's right. not for us. Yeah, And absolutely. so that was kind of, this brings me full circle to when you are in a place of judgment, you know, they say your vibe attracts your tribe. I'd like to alter that a little bit. Like it's not your vibe, like that just needs to attract your tribe. Sometimes- it's your lack of acceptance <laughs> that you yeah. could be repelling this tribe that needs to be apart. Your vibe needs to be altered from a new tribe. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I think that if we are in the habit of doing what's familiar and choosing what's comfortable and choosing what's like us, and you only want to have waffles that are like your waffle then that's a problem. Yeah, and I think- and this It would is block be, you from your blessings 100%. is what I'm saying. We're going to do this for another episode, but we're going to talk about how the judgment and it leading to kind of a pessimistic attitude can lead you to a really sad and depressed type of life because of the, you think that what you've judged is permanent. You think, even if, and here's the case, you may judge something correctly, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. Right. You may judge a person, you may, Tony, a one way, five, 10 years later, he's an entirely different person, right? But did you rest on that judgment? Right. Or your did judgment, you leave yourself open yeah. to the fact that 
whatever you judge can change right before your eyes, yes. right? And so I hope that you guys are in your cars or you're on the treadmill, or in your headphones, and you're thinking about what are you currently judging in your life right now mm-hmm. that you're thinking is going to stay that way, even if you're right. Yeah. And then even if you're making a judgment and you don't have the facts, you don't understand, are you resting on that judgment? Or are you investigating and getting curious about, okay, do I even... Do I really look at this correctly? Do I know about this? Do I really understand this person? Mm -hmm. And if you can't say that wholeheartedly, then you probably got to dig in and and, and engage. And I think a good way to kind of help with the reframe is to be more childlike. Our children, this Gen Z, I'm telling you guys, they are all about inclusive inclusivity and or inclusion and acceptance and just taking you and accepting you as you are. And it's so inspiring I feel like we've raised them to be like that, right. but they are taking it to a whole nother level. And I'm so proud to just continue to learn and be inspired through our children, right? Yeah. So speaking of children, last thing about the MLM and then we'll wrap it up, but we met a couple at the Tony Robbins conference that we went to last year. Do you remember Mario and Franny Arizon? Yeah. So they are the founders of Arizon Hierarchy. I'm not really quite sure what they sell. I've looked at his website. I've looked at this. Stuff. I don't really know what they do, but I'll tell you what. He's got like 100,000 followers. (laughs) I can tell that they definitely are top earners. Mm -hmm. Like they're traveling all over the world. And they're always talking about how blessed they are to live this life. Well, when we met them, Franny, his wife said, literally, we got into this when we were like 17. We've never had like a normal job. This is all we've known. And we've just been grinding and grinding and grinding. And now I want to say they're maybe early 30s. And holy shit, if they're not living this amazing life, I think because when you're 17, you don't know better. Yeah. You're just like, okay, I'll try it out with no judgment. Yeah. So I want to leave you with that. Can you move about your life with less judgment and be more childlike? Can you live in a place of curiosity versus judgment? Can you reestablish your point system and the distribution in which you're distributing points to people based off of your judgments? I think that if you can learn to alter that and slightly change your perspective, your whole world could open up and there's more possibilities that could just open up and flood through your life. And before we go, because you told me about this story and you mentioned it earlier in the podcast that you were going to talk about like someone being a CNN reporter. Oh, so, okay. So, what, 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 how are we looking on time? Do we have time for this? Uh, yes, we have like five minutes. Okay, so really quick. I go to Mexico with my new sister-in-law. My brother and her are going to get married. Shout out to Christina Farr. She's a reporter for CNN. She's got all these smart friends. They were lovely. They work for Bloomberg. They've done TED Talks, very successful, writing books. We're going to have Sarah Fryer, who wrote a, a recent book that's getting ready to come out on Instagram and how it's changed the whole world. And so anyways, we spend the weekend with them in Mexico, get to know them. Super amazing people. Can't wait to hang out with them in May for the wedding. Fast forward, we're in WhatsApp and we're all communicating because we had been out of the country. And one of the girls who's a reporter, her name's Lillian Wang. I think she might work for CNN. I don't know. She's a big- Uh, Maybe MSNBC. Oh, MSNBC. There you go. She's a big fucking deal, right? So Lillian Wang, she's Asian. She lands. We all say goodbye in Cabo. And then we get on planes. She lands in San Francisco or Sacramento. I think it was San Francisco. And she comes into the WhatsApp and is like, holy fuck, this Uber driver just told me I couldn't get in his Uber because I look like I might have the coronavirus. And she was so pissed, right? Talk about judgment. Like, y'all are going crazy (laughs) over this coronavirus thing right now. And I think we'll have my sister-in-law, Chrissy Farr, come on because she's in 
the tech and health industry for CNN, and she can kind of help shed some light. Anyways, how messed up, right? If that's your friend that texts you that they just got stereotyped and discriminated against, you're pissed, right? So we look at it, and I swear to God, you guys, I hadn't seen Eddie the whole week. He comes home from work, and I'm laying in bed, and he shows me, we're chatting after we say hello, he shows me dude, this coronavirus is like creating all this discrimination. Look what CNN just reported. And it's this whole story that says, you know, a coronavirus panic spreads, Uber and Lyft riders of Asian descent are reporting discrimination from drivers. And so it says on CNNBC or CNBC, it says Lillian Wang was told by a Lyft driver who picked her up from San Francisco's airport that he refused rides from people with Asian sounding names, right? So I look at this CNBC report that was published three minutes prior, and it's my freaking sister-in-law, <laughs> Christina Farr, who works for CNBC, and it's Lillian Wang, who I had just vacationed with, who literally took it upon themselves to publish this article about discrimination around Asian yeah. people with the coronavirus. So I want to tell you, that Uber driver, that Lyft driver, <laughs> shame on you, bro, for passing all that judgment because you didn't know who you were fucking with, yeah, right? Yeah, for sure. You didn't know she was a reporter for a very reputable news company. You didn't know that her tribe was also a bunch of very important reporters and you just got outed, bro. Yeah, for sure. I'm pretty sure she did not give you a five-star rating. <laughs> so I want to leave you with that. Don't judge your Uber driver. <laughs> Don't judge the person in the grocery store. You have no clue where they work, what they do, how they contribute and, to the yeah, world. How magnificent they are, what, what, what they do outside of where you actually see them. So stop blocking yourself from blessings. And please just start being less judgy, more loving. More curious. And more curious. And last thing I'll tell you, when you show up to the gates of heaven, I don't think God's going to be like, okay, how many people did you shut out of your life? Were you accurate about your assumptions in them? (laughs) I think God's going to be like, did you love with an open heart? Did you remove judgment? Were you a kind person to people who didn't look like you, smell like you, have money like you? Did you serve, right? And so I think removing judgment is an act of service. And I think that if we could share this episode and maybe enlighten some people who might be stuck in their ways, we could change the world. Absolutely. So So please push through your judgment. It is hurting you hard. Amen. (laughs) We'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review you leave your handle and until next time push through